eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, welcome to a bonus episode of the Skate Podcast. This is Matt Cowman, and I hopefully will be doing more of these as the weeks go on here. You know, Ken and I will be back to give you a regularly scheduled episode of the Skate Podcast on Thursday, but I thought maybe I'd throw in some bonus episodes, possibly once a week, catch up with some uh, members of the Bruins, maybe some members of the Bruins front office and behind-the-scenes staff that you don't know. Uh, maybe we'll have some other surprise guests on these uh, bonus episodes, but... This is a really good one. I'm sure uh, these two people that I spoke to at the Prospects Challenge in Buffalo will need no introduction, but I'll introduce them anyway. Uh, the first interview is going to be one I did with Gregory Campbell, the great uh, fourth-line center from the 2011 Bruins. He's been working for the Columbus Blue Jackets, so we talked a little bit about his time there and what he's been doing. And uh, then after that, Chris Kelly, who uh, was the third-line center on that 2011 team, came back to the Bruins this summer to work in player development, doing a little bit of everything. And uh, we talked uh, also about uh, his role with the team and a little bit of reminiscing about 2011 with both guys. Uh, both great interviews. No surprise that both of those players went into player development after their playing careers were over, considering the uh, not only the skill and the talent that they had, but the fact that they were such smart players. You knew that they had a lot to bring to the game. And, of course, you know, with Gregory Campbell, he's been in the NHL practically since he was a baby. <laughs> being the son of Colin Campbell, who, of course, has had so many roles in the league. So uh, the first uh, interview you can hear here is Gregory Campbell, and that will be followed by uh, Chris Kelly. And then I'll uh, I'll send you off at the end of that. I, I recently saw Thority at his golf tournament, and I've seen Chris Kelly, obviously, and I keep asking him because I think it's just the amazing thing was coming back in the finals. You know, kind of what was that like, and it must have been maybe even surreal. I guess is always the word everyone. Yeah, it was. Use. It was. Uh, it was kind of an odd, an odd feeling. Sure. I guess uh, is the word I'd use. Um, I had previously been been back to uh, uh, the Garden right. in. Uh, I guess I think it was Game Five when the Blue Jackets uh-huh. played, and yep. that was the first time since since I played in the Garden with Columbus that I've been back. So um, there's there's a few emotions, um, but. Uh, more than anything, it was just really nice to see the guys that I hadn't seen in a while, sure. and, and, and for the most part, I 
I keep in touch with a lot of those guys, but a guy like Michael Ryder, I haven't seen in years, you know, and, exactly. and no to see what he's up to, and he hasn't changed one bit. Um, just the camaraderie that we had as a team, yeah. it, it was like nothing's changed, um, you know, since nine years yeah. ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, um, the excitement around that game and, and the energy in the building, it was, you know, it's second to none there at the Garden, and then and seeing, you know, the fans and the reception that we got yeah. was, was pretty special. When you guys get together like that, what's the conversation like? Would, would you guys automatically go just back to certain stories, or? Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know when you're when you're part of a group like that, um, and uh, and something special like that happens. Um, it's it's almost a bond that you can't really describe. And, and again, it was it was like no time had passed really. Yeah. Um, we we all picked up where we left off and. Obviously, we, our careers all took took us in different directions, um, and you know a lot of us played against one another and on different teams and whatnot. But um, you know what I what I thought was really cool was after the game we went down and we, we spent some time with the guys right. that were on the team and the guys we played with, and just to have that whole group together was was uh, uh, just a real special moment for me and. and um, it was, uh, I mean, I was really grateful to be invited back there. Yeah. So we're here at the Prospects Challenge in Buffalo. We're watching these uh, up-and-coming players, and that's part of what you do now in Columbus is work with with the prospects and just maybe kind of describe what you're doing. And I guess now you were saying off the mic to how you're kind of expanding your role a little bit. Right. I mean, um, you know, for the last past two and a half years, I've been working with Columbus uh, draft picks in the player development role and uh, working under Chris Clark, who's uh, been a really good mentor for me and. Um, as as have the whole entire staff there in Columbus. I mean, they've been um, really great at, at um, letting me experience different facets of the game and, and things that you think as a player, no matter how long you play, you would know, and you just don't. You know, it's 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 a learning curve for me and anyone else I've spoken to on the other side of the game has has agreed with me that there are a lot of things to learn and we might know how to play the game but there's so much that goes into to building a team and, and to uh and, and, and to teaching players how to play the game so um you know i've been just kind of a, a sponge and try to take everything in um and this year i'll be doing a little bit of pro scouting as well and so my goal is to hopefully continue on in hockey and, and be a part of a management group um and you know, it's just uh, more or less trying to learn as much as I can along the way, and, and um, um, you know, take bits and pieces from different from different people. And um, you know, I've been around hockey for essentially my entire life, but it doesn't mean that I can't learn every day and and, and try to get better. And um, so it's uh, I'm excited about the opportunity coming this year. And but again, it's been uh, um, you know we talked a little bit earlier and. and playing is always the most fun right. uh, and that's uh, uh, you don't necessarily on this side of it you don't get the, the highs and lows um, I mean I guess if I was a little bit closer um, to you know a, a, as a, in a coaching role maybe or, yeah. or a management role you might kind of get the uh, you know uh, like like sometimes Cam does up in the box right, there you right. know you see those emotions yeah. flowing but um, that's what you miss as a competitive athlete is is kind of the highs and lows and, sure. and that part of the game. But but for now, I'm just trying to take it all in and learn. Yeah. Do you think that this is uh you, you kind of maybe want to work your way up the ladder? I mean, do you see yourself maybe a GM material? Well, I mean, that's uh, right now. I'm taking it yeah. uh, year by year, sure. and that's obviously the goal is to uh, to be a part of an organization where I can you know try to win it 
a Stanley Cup again. And um, you know, I, I, my, my, I guess my role in Columbus now, it's uh, you know, developing prospects is an right. important role, and yeah. and um, you know, scouting. And you know, I, the, the one thing I did learn when I when we won in, in Boston is that. You know, no matter who you are, if you're a part of the organization, you, you have some role to play. And obviously, the, the roles are greater in, 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 s- in certain positions and whatnot, and, and more prevalent in what you do. But um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I still think that everybody has to has a role, and, and your role is important. And so, you know, right now I might not be front and center, but I just try to do the best I can in the position I am, and, and hopefully down the road I can. Uh, um, keep growing and, and building and, and you know get a different opportunity but I think uh, it's important to to be ready for that opportunity if, if it ever comes you know and and that's why it's uh, exciting for me not only to do the, the player development side but also the uh, the scouting side too because the more you know uh, the, the better you are and the more you can help the organization so the last question for me I mean I know back when it happened you you're very humble about it you don't like to talk about it but it it always gets me that like in the, especially in the playoffs if a guy blocks a big shot and goes down and stays on the ice I mean your name comes up every single time whether it's Boston or, or another team they always think of that that moment I mean do you kind of feel that a little bit do you kind of get flattered when that comes up yeah I do I mean <laughs> I I know just because there's you know on a nightly basis in the playoffs there's multiple guys that are dropping down sure. and sacrificing their body i know it was, it was there's a little bit of talk in the comparison with the wagner and what happened with him this year right. i mean to for me i guess it just brings me back to how great the fans were and how much they appreciated um you now what my line did and you know the role that we played i guess in boston and, right and uh you feed off that. I mean, I fed off it as a player, and I know those guys fed off it last year going through the playoffs. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I looking back now, really, it just kind of um, yeah, makes me realize how amazing that fan base is, and, and and the people in Boston, and what they really appreciate. I mean, obviously, they appreciate the Marshies and the Burgies of the world, uh, and how talented Pasta is and whatnot. But but they also appreciate the guys uh, that are just come to work every day. And not to say those guys don't come to work, but but you know what I mean. Like they they, they really appreciate the guys that are uh, are are going the extra mile and right. just trying to do whatever they can. So it's uh, um, I mean you know what a, what a place to play and uh, it was. Uh, it was it was something I'll never forget. Well, Greg, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and uh, good luck with Columbus this year. Thank you. I just think I think it's amazing to kind of see you back in Boston at this point. Not that I never doubted that you'd come back, but I always doubted that maybe that Ottawa wouldn't let you go. I mean, that you're holding such high esteem there in Ottawa, and, and clearly they've let you go three times now, so I guess they don't know what they have. But can you maybe just, Jamie kind of enlightened us a little bit about how you and Donnie maybe got in touch with each other about you coming back and maybe you can just kind of you know, clear up what how that worked out yeah um you know obviously uh you know ottawa has been you know they gave me my first opportunity a, a, as a player gave me my first opportunity uh you know post playing career yeah. and um you know i learned a lot there and you know obviously uh you know getting traded to boston uh yeah, I'd mix emotions at the time, right. and then I come and uh, you know I'm a firm believer things happen for a reason, and uh, you know I fell in love with uh, with the Bruins organization, the city of Boston. Uh, I had two children in in Boston, and 
know, my family truly fell in love with Boston, and, um, you know, I think, you know, not knowing what the, what the future held after uh, my, my playing career, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to get into to the, the, uh, development, and, um, you know, I, I always kept Boston in, in, my, in mind okay. uh, to, to hopefully work for yeah. someday, and, you uh, you know, I was happy to, to connect with with you know Sweens and yeah. there's a you know an opening and obviously uh, having that opportunity to come back to Boston sure. was, was a was an important thing. Sure. So what do you see your role as being? Is it defined yet or? Well, you know, I think it's similar to, to maybe what I did a, a you know uh, in Ottawa. Okay. You know, I'm doing player development. So, yeah. You know, my focus is you know the our prospects right. you know, that are in college over in Europe. Um, and you know, guys that are in the system, just to make sure that they're progressing the way we want them mm-hmm. to, uh, down in Providence. And, and you know, ultimately, if you know, if I need to be somewhat around the the big yep. club, uh, you know, that that might uh, might happen. Um, I'm here to help. Yeah. That's ultimately yeah. what, what uh, you know I'm here for. Yeah. When you said that you weren't sure after your playing career what was going to happen, did was management and development something, or would you would you have taken coaching, or were you? I, yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. A, it's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I wasn't quite sure what I wanted yeah. to do, and I I think you know talking to so many people, I was so fortunate to talk to to players that I play with that have been through the process. Of retiring uh, before me and you know getting advice from them, uh, I knew I wanted to stay in the game. Yeah. Uh, you know I love the game and um, I think last year doing the development job really made me not miss the game as okay. much as I truly thought okay. I was going to uh, because you're still you know somewhat uh, sure. involved. Uh, you know last year I, I did development so. You know, it's a you know talking to other people is a good transition job in terms of uh, you know the scheduling is is not as busy mm-hmm. as, as playing and uh, you kind of create your own schedule. You still get out and, and put the work in, and, and but you can kind of be home for if there's important things mm-hmm. where you know playing right. you don't have that luxury. You're, yeah. You know when the season starts, you're on until you know it's it's over. Um, that being said, I ended up taking a right. coaching uh, uh, position in the last 20 games, which I, I really enjoyed. Okay. Uh, uh, being around the guys, I think it's probably the next best thing to, yeah. to, to playing in terms of being part of the, the group and being in the action. And um, But I, you know, I, I've been, I enjoyed the, the de- uh, development side. I got to learn a lot in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were fantastic with me and okay. you know, getting me... Uh, yeah. you know, Give me responsibility, letting me see a lot of different things. Yeah. So what? Uh, how long do you think it takes you to get familiar with the players, or are you? I mean, have you? What have you done all since you took the job? Uh, obviously, I, you know, I, I, me and Jamie talked quite okay. a bit just to get up to speed on the prospects and you know where they're located and uh, you know. But it, t- it does take time, and yeah. even I said like last year when I uh, I started 
at this tournament in Laval for Ottawa, like you look at all the guys and it's a little overwhelming mm-hmm. because you're like, how am I going to remember all these players? But you do, you know, and it, take, it doesn't take as long as you would think uh, to, to kind of get familiar with, with players. And there's a lot, some guys that are in uh, Providence that were part of the organization mm-hmm. when I was here as players are newly yeah. drafted and things yeah. like that. So I kind of have an idea with them. So it's just about forming relationships and that yeah. takes time. Right. Exactly. Just so the timing-wise, did you kind of know you might be coming to Boston when you came to Boston for the finals, or I, I didn't. Oh, okay. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. Just it kind of happened, you know, relatively quick. I wasn't quite sure. You know, I said, you know, my uh, my family followed me around for yeah. you know my whole right. playing career, and uh, you know, I said to, to you know everyone, it wasn't just lip service that my my family was going to play a major part yeah. in what I did after. You know, playing and yeah. uh, and they will. Um, that's only fair. I got you know three daughters and right. uh, you know I love hockey yeah. and, and I love my family. So it's it's a balance. Yeah. And like you told me yesterday, they were they were all gung ho for this. Absolutely. And and they needed to be yeah. uh, in order for that to happen. And you know they're they're super happy about uh, about moving back. Yeah. So just the last thing. I mean, I, I saw Sean Thorne a couple of weeks ago. Saw Soupy, Greg Campbell yesterday. I, I've asked them what it was like to come back for that game. I know what it was like. It must have been amazing. But just when you get to go back with those guys and see them, and especially since you're all walk, working with different organizations, different parts of the world, you know, different parts of the country. Um, just what what comes what comes up when you guys get together? Does it automatically go back to certain memories or? It's just comfortable. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to put it. Uh, you know, you don't see you know those guys for an extended period of time. Even though I do talk to to quite a few of them a okay. lot, um, but it's just it's that comfort to to be back. And uh, you know, I always say I feel so fortunate that 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 we we're able to win that year um, because there are so many characters in in that locker room and good people that. It would have been a shame if we weren't able to, to you know, be connected together for obviously ever. So, uh, you know, it was awesome of, of the Bruins organization to, to think of us, yeah. to, to, to have us come in for, for that game and be part of it. Yeah, great. Well, Chris, it's been great to catch up with you, and I guess we'll be seeing a lot more of you nowadays. It's like old times. I feel like I feel eight years younger now than I met that I've seen you again. I don't know. <laughs> Look at my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. No problem. So there you have it, my interviews from over the weekend at the Prospects Challenge in Buffalo with uh, Gregory Campbell and Chris Kelly, the two great 2011 Boston Bruins. I hope you enjoyed them. I thought uh, they really gave some insight and what their plans are and how they're going to approach their roles in player development. And it really brings out the fact that there's a lot of need for player development these days. I see some teams in this league have uh, two and three, four guys with the titles of player development. The Bruins now have two with uh, Chris Kelly and Jamie Langerbrunner, so it should be an interesting time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the bonus skate podcast like i said ken and i will be back thursday for our regularly scheduled episode we got a great guest coming up this week i won't uh, spoil the surprise but i'm sure you'll recognize the voice and the name and it's one of the most enthusiastic bruins people out there and you'll uh, get a kick out of it as always uh, follow us on twitter at the skate pod we recently passed a thousand followers finally and now we're marching on to 2000 and uh you know subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and uh, i'll talk to you again on thursday